guardian angels, and patron saints. Pray for us. The great Charles Dickens wrote a story about a man who had lost his emotional memory. About a man who lost the whole chain of feelings and thoughts that he had, that he had acquired over the course of his life, often associated uh, with suffering, with painful memories. For this man, that forgetfulness was a kind of liberation, a liberation from the burden of the past. But it changed him. It made him a different, different person. Now, in the story that Dickens tells, when this character meets with suffering, there are no memories of, of kindness that are stirred up in him. Because his memory has dried up, the source of kindness within him also has disappeared. He was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone, Dickens describes him. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire. Secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. This cold man who spreads coldness around him, we all recognize as Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, the main character of A Christmas Carol. I was reminded of the beauty of this story because of a series of meditations that I've been reading by then Cardinal Ratzinger. He described how this story was, was important because it, it connected for him a, a number of dots for the season of Advent. We all think of it as a Christmas story, but, but really it's an Advent story. He recalled how, Ratzinger now, uh, recalled how a counselor who works with those who are struggling with depression and, and despair, suicidal thoughts, suicidal desires, this counselor had pointed out that a person dealing with these problems, if they succeed in recalling a memory of some good experience, they might again be able to believe in goodness and relearn hope. So that memory becomes a path out of despair. This was a, this was a therapeutic law. Memory and hope are inseparable. Ratzinger Drawing on the, the writings of, of Dickens, of, of this story, of the Christmas Carol, and of the, in particular of the transformation of Ebenezer Scrooge, discerns that this is something like what we experience in the contemporary life. We too, by letting ourselves be robbed of our heart's memories, in an effort to be liberated from pain or difficulty, we recognize Ebenezer Scrooge is, is us in some respect. As a people, we enjoy great material affluence. But there's a stifling of the memory of human goodness that keeps us hopeful. This is the meaning of the season of Advent. To reconnect our memories and so reawaken hope. 
to awaken the most profound and basic emotional memory within us, namely the memory of God who became a child. This is a healing memory. This is the kind of memory that brings hope. In a sense, the church year, our entire calendar, is running through in a cycle, a perpetual cycle, the history of these great memories of humanity to awaken the, the, the memory of the human race so it can recognize this star of hope. All our feasts in the calendar, they're events of remembrance and therefore events of hope. Events of significance for all of mankind. These are, these are what make up our, our calendar. They become our memories. They become part of our own life history by our experience of these holy seasons through the liturgy and the mass and the customs associated with them. And I think this is most evident in the season of Advent and Christmas. Think of the music of Christmas. Something of the simplicity and the imagination and the delight and the glad, strong faith of our ancestors makes itself heard in these hymns. It brings consolation and encourages maybe to have another go, to try again at that faith which, which could make people so glad in such hard times. And Ratzinger even points out, like the stars that we can still see, even though they're long extinct, the light which is traveling to us, still visible to us long after those stars have died. So this mystery, culturally, offers warmth and hope even to those who are no longer able to believe in it. Our personal memories are nourished by mankind's great memories, but only by letting them become personal memories are these great events kept alive rather than a, a, a historical record. This is the task of Advent. This is what we're about. To awaken in us all such memories of goodness and so open the doors to hope. So the story of Scrooge is an Advent story rather than a Christmas one. Or maybe a Christmas story that necessarily includes the difficult purification and preparation that Advent requires. If you've read the story, and I, I recommend that you do, you recognize it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a Hallmark card. There's nothing trivial or trite about it. It's the mystery of a heart that's being changed. It's really the only drama that, that matters. This heart-rending self-discovery of Scrooge, with the assistance of the ghosts of present, past, and future. This self-discovery and the possibility of change that it brings to be healed of hopelessness in all of its forms. This is the process of a fruitful advent. And along with Scrooge, we all realize we have a need to be transformed. We have a need to be purged. We, need, we have a need to be warmed from our flinty self-concern. Before we can welcome the joy of Christmas, our cold, clenched fists have to be warmed and opened. One of the ways, of course, that we always do this in this season of Advent is through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, which we offer this week. We'll invite in several priests from the area, as we, as we regularly do on Wednesday evening. After our Wednesday evening Mass, we'll expose the Blessed Sacrament. We'll have the possibility for confessions 
starting at about 8.30 in the evening. I want to invite you all to participate, to begin the season with a recognition that this is a time of preparation, that something needs to change in me in order to be able to welcome our infant Savior with, with a warm heart, with an open heart. Something I'll never forget, a, a man who recently converted to the Catholic faith was telling me about his first experience of confession. He was a very devout Protestant, believed in the forgiveness of sins, trusted in it. But he said to me, until I made my first confession, forgiveness was always an idea. It was a concept. I knew God forgave my sins, but it never showed up in a concrete way in my life. It was just something that I had to think about and, and know. But when I made a confession, and when the, the priest said those words of absolution over me, God's forgiveness became an event in my life that I could, that I could point to on the calendar. That's when it happened. I now have a memory that I carry within me of the experience of being forgiven. And that's changed so much for me. What's a commonplace thing to us, returning to the, to the confessional to confess our sins, through the eyes of, of a convert, we see it anew. We see it for what it is. How grateful we should be to be able to say at this time and place and on this day, I experienced God's forgiveness through this sacrament. Let's not let these opportunities pass us by. Receive the gift of God's mercy this Advent. Recover our memories of goodness so as to welcome our Lord when he knocks at the door of our hearts. That we would be able to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man on the last day and open the doors of our hearts to him, welcome him with joy, and say along with Scrooge, Come in and know me a better man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.